This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, difficulty with the relationship, or just suffering from self-doubt. Now, y'all know there's no shame in my game, and life has been lifing lately. Trying to manage the priorities of being a wife, mom, friend, and full-time entrepreneur, it can get overwhelming. If this sounds like you, then BetterHelp wants to help you today. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to a therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There are over 20,000 therapists in BetterHelp's network, which gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. How cool is that? Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. You can also request a new therapist anytime at no additional charge. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced therapist from BetterHelp. There's a special offer to the Slaying Self-Doubt podcast listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash slang. That's betterhelp.com slash slang, S-L-A-Y-I-N-G. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. You're listening to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast with Coach Felicia, where we empower Black women to overcome their doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self Doubt Podcast. I am here with Octavia Connor, the CEO of Say Yes to Profits. Hey, Octavia, how are you? Hello, how are you? Thank I, you for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. I'm doing great. And I love the name of your business because, yes, okay, like it make if, if it ain't, if this is not a make it plain, write the vision and make it plain, very clear. Like this is straight to the point. Okay. Say oh. yes to profits. Who gonna say no? Who, who exactly. is there one? No, it's not. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was thinking when I thought of the name, I was literally walking around my office. Like, what do I want my clients to do? What do I, I want them to say yes to profits. Bingo. Say yes yeah. to profits. Look at, look at that. Look at that. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started? Yes, yes, yes. So um, I started in accounting right out of high school. Mm. Um, I have always loved numbers. Um, and I climbed the corporate ladder, you know, became a CFO of a billion dollar company and I was bored. I didn't want to be there anymore. In corporate accounting, it feels like the same thing over and over again. At least that's what it felt like for me. And I was like, well, you know what? If I can do this for others, I'm pretty sure I can do it for myself. Um, and after prayer and guidance, I never make big decisions, you know, without my guidance. So after prayer and guidance, you know, I felt like God told me yes. Mm -hmm. And I jumped out there on a leap of faith and I started Say Yes to Profits. Let's go. Um, we went through our struggles like any other business, mm -hmm. you know, I call it my broke, busted and disgusted stage. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't stop there. We're still here to this day, a million dollar company. So, yes. Yeah. I'm yes. a mother of four, married for 15 years. Um, 
I love it. I love it. I love that the fact that um, one of the things that you said was that you were in your corporate job. And even though you love the the what you were doing, it wasn't fulfilling you where you were doing it. Right. And so when I was in leadership, we would always say, is it the right bus, wrong seat or is it the wrong bus? in the wrong seat like but you was on the right bus we we definitely in the right arena you were yes. just in the wrong seat right at the wrong mm-hmm. location we was in the wrong lot all <laughs> all together yes. right so yes. I love that and, and then I think one of the things that you also said about like that's how you felt right a lot of times when we are telling our stories and we are talking about making this big leap it's always like no this is what it was for me so you if you love it and you love what you're doing like keep on work like ain't nobody telling you and I think that's a very big thing especially now people are just like oh you got to make this leap from not entrepreneurship is not for everybody it isn't Uh because it ain't for the faint heart I literally was just talking to somebody and I was like this this journey will make you rethink your entire life like who <laughs> at least once a week I'm like Lord are you sure you told me to are leave? You sure? was, was it me you was talking to that day or did did the messages get mixed did you mean to talk to somebody else and then he'll remind me very suddenly su- or some kind of ways like girl you know that this was for you you stop playing around <laughs> Right. And that's that's exactly the experience I had when we were I took this leap of faith and I'm out there and, you know, I'm like, but wait a minute now. I took this leap of faith because you told me yes. And now literally we're like a month away from foreclosure. What, what are we doing here? You know, but now I understand, yeah. you know, as they say, hindsight is twenty twenty or mm-hmm. something like that. I get yeah. it now because I can whatever relate. They, or whatever they say. Right. Right. Whatever. <laughs> whatever that saying is, I get it. Because I yeah. can relate to my clients when they're in that struggle mm-hmm. and I can show them how to get out of that struggle. Because when I tell you I was there, I was so there. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's we're going to get into that a little bit, because those are some I, those are some questions I have even for myself. I know y'all are listening, but these are just I tell y'all every time whenever the Lord connects me with somebody, it be right on time for me. Whenever y'all hear it, it's on time for y'all. But when I'm having it, it is on time for me. So before we even get started down there, we know that we are here talking about self-doubt. So how has self-doubt showed up in your journey? Self-doubt has showed up in my journey. If I'm transparent in this moment, again, I am in the accounting space, right? Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of me. Mm. And people who look like me at the top in that space. Mm. So self-doubt showed up in that way. Like I'm, I'm climbing this, this entrepreneurship ladder. I'm meeting all of these people and they're looking at me like, wow, you got it. But I don't see me Mm. in that space. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel like at some point, should I be here? Am I intelligent enough? Am I educated enough? Am I, can I be me as me the way that I am in this space, this level? Mm. And that, that was really big for me. Um, Sometimes it still rears ugly head, but through, you know, prayer, through, through mindset, working on my mindset consistently Mm -hmm. through having a support system when it comes now. I'm like, no, I have clients testimonies on my wall and videos that shows me, yeah, girl, you should be there. Absolutely. 
But before all of that, oh yeah, self doubt was there in a major, major way. Oh yeah, like I so that when you said it, I could feel it because we we as black women are growing and taking over in so many areas where we weren't normally seen, right? And one of the the beautiful things that I get to do is talk to black women ever almost every day in these fields that we're not normally in and so I'm like even in this moment like I got goosebumps and you can't see them but my like the hair on my arms standing up that I'm just like in what I say earlier like are you sure you chose me and then in these moments it's like yes I did choose you because these conversations need to happen because that same black woman who's sitting in a corner office saying this is not for me will hear you talking and saying yes I love doing this but I feel like I'm by myself I feel like I shouldn't be here because I don't have my air quotes the qualifications or I don't have everything that that other person or the look or whatever can I can I because you have locks right I can see that Mm -hmm. yeah and I know that feeling of being in a space I had locks before for 18 years and being in a space where you like, okay, I need to make it look as natural as possible. I need to make sure that I can't have all these fun colors, even though everybody else can come with their pink head, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to dress a certain type of way to tone down who I am and how I show up. When I tell you the very first thing I did when I left my job was dye my head purple. It was like the first thing I did because I I wanted to do it. And I was like, I couldn't do it there because it would have been a big deal if I had like, oh, I you know, then that's just a whole nother thing. But being able to show up as your most authentic self allows you to be able to help the people that you need to help authentically. Right. Because then you're not worried about how you look. You're not worried about what you don't think you have. Mm hmm. But it it takes time to get there. Like it takes time. Well, I'll say for me, Mm -hmm. it took time to get there because literally I would be a lot of times the only me Mm -hmm. in that space, Mm -hmm. the only me in that room and I'll shrink and then I'll come like home and I'll, you know, talk to my husband and he's like, what? Mm -hmm. That's that's not how we do it. So then I'll have to keep talking to myself. And now I'm at the point where I love colorful nails. I have locks. I have big lips. I mean, I'm just me and I'm loud sometimes. And sometimes I say things off the wall, but I'm going to be me in that space. And just what you said, the people who you are supposed to serve, Mm -hmm. they show up loving you because you're authentic. Yeah. And because that's what they need, right? We We don't recognize how often we need people who look like us in spaces that they're not at right like when I like when I started this journey and thinking about all the things like I intentionally I don't think I noticed it before because I wasn't in the space but I intentionally set out for female-owned black businesses for everything that I do whether it's marketing branding lawyers it don't matter accountants it don't matter what it is she got to look like me because she got to understand when I say child when, yes. I, when I when I just say sis, I can you can be like, okay, I already know. Boop bop, mm-hmm. let me let me just do this, right? Like because we know what the struggles that we have as you know, black women in this business, like trying to do what it is, especially when it's purpose filled, right? Because everybody doesn't understand that part too. Like when you have a God thing, it is like I can't explain it. I don't, yep. I don't have the words for it. So I need yep. to be in alignment with somebody. Say you don't have to say it. I already know, you know, and that the peace that you have to be like, she got me. 
like mm-hmm. it's it's just it's 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 amazing so what I am so one of the other things that you were talking about is how in this growth process of getting to that space which is absolutely true like I believe this is you know it's first working on ourselves what are some practical tips and uh, tools that you use or you still use when self-doubt comes up because remember this is slang self-doubt which means self-doubt will come up every day in some form or fashion what do you do when those moments come up to say listen sis not today right (laughs) So one of the things I do very intentionally is when we help a client, I have them do a video testimony. Mm. I not only have them do a video testimony for marketing purposes, but for me, because self-doubt comes up, like you said, it comes up all And when you go to a new level, right? There is going to be that self-doubt devil at that level, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I will watch the videos that my clients have created. Um, Another thing I do on my wall, I have their their picture and testimonies Mm. of the things that they've said. We haven't coached them in any way, shape, form, or fashion. It could be a meeting that I'm in with a client and they'll say, you were God sending, you helped, I I got a six-figure bank balance. So mm. I'll literally take that and I'll put it on my wall yeah. because they wasn't coached to say that. Yeah. Um, I do affirmations all the time. Um, my passwords are affirmation type passwords. Mm. So if my, so when my money goal was a million, my password for years had some variation mm. of a million in that password. And I would, you know, have to log into different things using that password. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so intentional. Let's pause right there. Okay. Because that when I tell you, like, you know, of course, when we say like practical things, like the affirmations, you know, um, sharing, because I have the same thing on my wall, like what people have said about me, I've, you know, I put out my journey of like where I started to where I am now so that I so we can see right. But the power of typing that in every single day, even if it was as simple as I am a millionaire. Mm-hmm. You, first of all, the fact that we got to remember as many passwords as we do on a regular basis. But if they are affirming passwords, that is that that is the uh, like a habit in a um. Mm-hmm. It's affirming. I can't even think of the word. My brain just went blank. But like it's a you know it's like on repeat like you're just telling yourself thank you thank you the repetition of saying I am a millionaire I am a Mm -hmm. millionaire I am like you to the point that you believe it to the point that you you say it without without hesitation not like I want to be a millionaire Mm -mm. should be a millionaire I probably will be that's you know like this is no I am Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. That is, you know what? Mm, Okay. Go ahead. What else you use? (laughs) Um, I I do something it's, it's, I, it's not a joke, but it's a joke. So, um, like, you know how, so I have a birthday coming up at the time of this recording. Right. And you know how people say, well, what do you want? So before I used to be like a million dollars. So every time someone would say, what, what do you want for this? So what do you want for that? I'll say a million dollars. I want to be a millionaire. And they're like, oh, I can't get you that. You can't, but God will. I want to be a millionaire. So Mm -hmm. I would say stuff like that and constantly just say it and Mm -hmm. put it in the atmosphere, as I call it. Um, What else I would do? My screenshots on my computer, Mm -hmm. um, they would be um, goal focused, whatever Mm -hmm. the goals are, that would be on my computer. I created a um, video 
of my goals and I had music, the music that kind of gets you motivated. I had the music in the back. It was a slideshow. I had the music in the background. And then a part of the video had, you know, that me saying the words mm-hmm. and I would listen to that every morning. Mm-hmm. And then at night when I go to bed, I would play a couple of different scriptures on repeat and with my affirmations. And I would just let it play while I'm sleeping at night. Yeah. No, I love that. Those are, again is, is repetition and is you don't realize you know, especially in this day and time with social media and everything, it's a necessary evil, of course. Um, what you're feeding your soul, right? Like, and what you are, whatever you you feed it has to come out, you know, like, so if you're, whatever you're listening to, whatever you're watching, whatever you're seeing, it will have been, like, you ever noticed, and I'm saying this to you, but to everybody, like, we all have these times where you're like, I don't even remember like, where did that saying come from? How did I mm-hmm. learn? How, I was just having a conversation with my kids about, they were asking me, um, I, I literally say the same prayer every morning when we're in the car together. And so they're like, how do you memorize it? And I was just like, I don't know. I've been saying it like y'all are 14 and 12. I've been saying it for 14 years. It's just you know sometimes I'll add something new to it but it's the exact same prayer it's carried me through I was like it's just like you know the prayer you say at night you know I was like eventually it changes then it made me think like well where did that even start how did that you know what I'm saying like you say it so much it becomes a you pass it on to your kids because now it's a part of you right and so I think I, I love that idea of like it is a part of you. So then it, it becomes a part of how you show up. It becomes a part of what comes out your mouth, what you say, and then what you believe. Um, mm-hmm. So that is, you know, instead of me, you know, sometimes I go to sleep to snap, like, which why my kids sometimes be like, that's why you're so scary. You keep watching these crazy shows. <laughs> and I'd be like, whatever, you know, but they right. They probably right. Um, so what have you learned about yourself during this journey that you didn't know before? Did you hear that ad at the beginning of the show? If you're a business owner looking to expand your reach, you can promote your company or product with a host read pre-row or mid-row ad by me on the Slang self podcast. If you want more information, email info at FeliciaWallace.com. That's info at FeliciaWallace.com. Now, back to the show. That I'm stronger than I think. Mm. Um that I I used to be the person that wouldn't say something if it bothered me. I'm like, oh, just let it roll off my back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I had to learn how to, how to speak up. Um, especially when you get into managing a team, you have to learn how to speak up and, and, and be able to express yourself uh, in a professional way, but get yeah. your point across at yeah. the same time. Mm-hmm. So those were some things I learned that, yeah, you can do that. You can't speak up. You, you know, you're stronger than you think. Listen, if you went through that, you can go through this. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that, um, I also think that we, we have a tendency to, as women, right. Minimize our emotions, our feelings, because every, especially, you know, we can, being moms and being 
spouses like oh the, the kids come first so your husband comes first and these things and I can't wait it'll it'll it, I can wait until this happens I can wait until that happens I don't need it right now and I think we do ourselves a disservice because that it boils over into everything that we do you minimize yourself in one aspect and it's okay you'll continue to do it in every single thing and as a leader you cannot do that right I learned that the hard way myself because then people was running all over me child and I was like no wait a minute like what is happening but then I had to take a self-assessment and say because you allow it you don't say anything when it's wrong and so or you don't say anything when something does bother you or when this isn't the way you really want things to go but because you're being so nonchalant about it somebody else is taking the lead but guess yeah. what you're responsible for how it turns out so when somebody asks like why didn't this happen be like you can't be like well my assistant had um yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my yeah. assistant is the one who actually made the bruise. You can't mm-hmm. do that. It all falls on you. So mm-hmm. I think being what do you think is in in doing this? What do you think is the um the hardest? Well, I don't want to say hardest part, but that's the only thing I can think of. The hardest part of like having to assert yourself, because I would have it that a lot of us have difficulty and self-doubt comes up in asserting ourselves as well. Like, what do you think for you has been the most challenging part of that? the confrontation part right so having to and it's not even confrontation from a standpoint of an argument it's more of having to stand flat-footed in you are the leader Mm -hmm. and it falls back on you so you have to speak up and you cannot allow anyone to run over you because ultimately it's your fault and then when you let one person do it, nine other people are going to want to do it too. Yeah. And it's and, and you're sitting over there with it sitting on your shoulder and your chest and you're thinking about it when all you had to do was say something. Yeah. So I think it's that part being, having to just having to speak up, like mm-hmm. having to just say, Hey, this is what it is. Yeah. No. Yeah. I definitely agree. I think. And I, even when you said confrontation, I know you didn't mean like, flipping tables and nothing like that right. <laughs> it definitely is just like the the pushback the resistance that you may get mm-hmm. right and sometimes the resistance is in the, in the, in the other person that's in yourself like yeah. Yeah. whether or not like am I am I being too assertive am I being just enough are they going to do it and that's the reason why when we talk about you know slaying self-doubt is like those are legitimate reasons or things that self-doubt shows up. Like, can I be assertive? Are they going to think differently of me? Those are the things that we tell ourselves like, oh, if I put my foot down, what if they don't want to work here no more? What if they don't want to? But what do we say about kids? Kids want discipline. They want structure. Kids turn into adults. So they want discipline and structure as well. And and on top of that, you get better work from people when they do have structure and a clear vision because it's yours. And so that transitions us to the conversation of say yes to profits because I would have it because it's happening to me and it has happened to me, right? That not having that flat-footedness and very like clear vision and understanding about where you want your business to go and how you want your profits to be and being clear about this business is supposed to be profitable we actually may be telling ourselves no to profit so how do we say yes (laughs) so 
So great, great question. And, and this is my favorite subject, right? <laughs> so the way to say yes to profits for businesses, one, starts with building that financial foundation. A lot of times we as business owners, we're passionate about whatever we've been called to do. Mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. just want to do that, whether that's serving, whatever it may be, we're passionate about it. But if you don't take the time to work on the business, if you don't take the time to build the financial foundation, mm-hmm. then you can be passionate, but passion doesn't mean it's going to turn to profit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and also you want to make sure that when you're building your financial foundation, that you are keeping track of the money that's coming in and the money that's coming out, that you're pricing your services for profit. And I have a lot of clients that will come and say, Octavia, I want to cross the million dollar mark. And I'm like, cool. So let us look at your services and your products. And they have 12 different services and 30 different products. When all it takes a lot of times is for you to hone in on a small number, Mm -hmm. make sure those are priced correctly I call it price for profit mm-hmm. and really serve in that area and you'll get to a million dollars faster. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I totally agree with that. And um, one of the things that, that you said was about passion and and wanting to do certain things. Right. And so I've had multiple conversations on here with multiple women who know that this whatever they're doing is, you know, God ordained, right? And then there's some contradiction or the feelings that they have inside that we have inside. We, I said we, uh, the feelings that we have inside of like, okay, but this is a God thing. Like, should I be paying? Should I be charging that much? Should I be doing, you know, should I be doing this? Should I go into this, this area? Who, how, what is, what's comfortable for me to just serve? Should I really be saying, I want to make this amount of money? And, you know, we do these, you know, these, uh, gymnastic flips and turns and twists in our head and we are purposeful and also po. Yeah. <laughs> like I, could, yeah. I was trying, I was gonna say broke, but no, I'm trying to keep up with the peas, right? So I'm like, we're purposeful and pull, right? And so what do what do we need to do to get out of that space of taking that and really understanding that God has called you to be profitable? God has mm-hmm. called you to be to make money because if that is is still going to be able to grow the kingdom, like this is if this is supposed to be what he don't want you to be broke. Because otherwise you can't do his work. So how do we how do we do just some like basic steps for people who are just in that space, like of even making being comfortable with saying they want to make a million dollars? So I have a firm belief that in order to have a large impact, in order to have an impact period, you got to have money. Mm -hmm. Right. To have an impact because your impact may be you want to go and feed the homeless. Your impact may be you want to build a shelter for women and children. Your impact may be you want to do a school drive every year for Mm -hmm. the school that your kids are 10 or your nieces and nephews. Right. Mm -hmm. All of that takes money. Mm -hmm. So to have an impact, you have to have money to have an impact. And when you think about it from that standpoint, 
if you're called to serve, or I will say not if, matter of fact, when you're called to serve in a certain area, you can't serve fully if you're thinking about how you're going to pay your mortgage and your mm, light bill and mm. how you're going to pay your car note and feed your kids. How mm-hmm. you going to serve the next person when you barely can serve the people in your own house? Yeah. Right? If yeah. you're being honest. Yeah. I, no, I keep care. it real. Keep it real. Yeah. And I, this is what I went through as well. Because when I first started, I was like, I just want to help businesses like these billion dollar companies. They're earning all this money. I just want to help us earn this money too. Like we can do it too. I got the secrets. Yeah. And I was, I was out there, but I was, I was struggling. Like Mm -hmm. I was, we had just built the house from the ground up before I left corporate America, had a car, had just bought all this good stuff, just supposedly living the life. Yeah. out because I want to help people and I'm hiding my car in the garage and we we're one month away from foreclosure mm. now we got to get assistance because I want to serve and these kids are like yeah mama you want to serve but we want to eat <laughs> that's real though that's real yeah. yeah so I had to still serve like one of the things we do is you know we'll have a nonprofit where the entire year we'll we'll advise them and do their accounting for free um I I was once a single mom, love helping single moms, right? I'm still serving, but Mm. the way that I'm able to serve and the way that I'm able to support my family is by building say yes to profits to to a million and beyond. That's how I can serve others and be okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is so good. Thank you for sharing your story. Cause I think that the, Again, social media being a necessary evil, right? Um, people see this and it looks like it's instant. All you got to do is do this. All you got to do is do that. And it should be like, now, wait a minute. <laughs> you you, you got to be missing steps B through Y, okay? Because it, <laughs> there's something in between A and Z. There's no, there's absolutely no way you're telling me that all I have to do is do these four steps and then I'm a millionaire, right? And there's this misconception of, what it takes to be able to actually get to that place. And so um, I, I think that sometimes, you know, that's a part, it's a part of the journey. And especially if you know, it's what it is that you want to do. And so um, I know specifically you help um, companies that are already earning. Um, so I want, uh, so this is going to be a two-part question. The first question is, is that for those people who are in the beginning stages and they just trying to get to five figures, um, <laughs> what is what some advice you can have for have for them and then for those people who are at the six figure mark but they've been at six figures for years right and they can't seem to move past that what is a step that they need to take great question so those that are in the beginning stages and they're wanting to you know start to earn consistent five figures every month I would definitely say to really start thinking about what you can specialize and niche in, right? So uh, a lot of times, as I mentioned before, we have a lot of things that we want to do. And and when doing that, you confuse the market. Mm. But if you really laser focus in, I'm going to dominate this space or, or, and I'm going to serve this client you will draw more of that to you. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing for those that are wanting to go from, you know, just starting to five figures. 
start with really laser focusing on your people. Who's who are going to be your people and how are you going to serve your people in excellency? And then when you serve them in excellency, excellency, constantly remind them to share it, you know, encourage them to share it, give them a credit, you know, a, a few dollars off the next bill. If they share it and someone signs up because of them sharing it. That's what I, what I started to do. Like I have one client who has literally probably referred like six other clients to us. Mm, mm. And when I first started with her, I was, I was in the five figures, but we were staying in the five figures for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And she would just share it. So that's for that group, for those that have crossed the six figure mark and they're ready to be a million dollar business owner. It takes to start a lot of mindset work. One of the things I used to do was ask myself, how would the million dollar Octavia show up in this Mm, moment? mm. I started to show up like the million dollar Octavia. Now, mind you, I was not at a million dollars. I had just crossed the six figure mark, but everything I thought the million dollar Octavia should do is what I did. And I would study other millionaires. You know, there are some some celebrities that I would study. There are people that wasn't celebrities that I would study. I hire a a coach to help me as well to get to that next money milestone in my business. And then the next thing, pricing is so important. Mm. A lot of times self-doubt comes up in pricing because we'll, we'll definitely think that let me price myself a little bit lower Mm-hmm. So I can capture the people that my competitors wouldn't get. But have mm-hmm. you ever thought that your competitors don't want them because they're trying to get they're trying to get the whole house and they barely can have a room with their budget, right? Yep. Have you ever thought about that? Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure you're pricing your services for your target market and and at an amount that will allow you to grow your business, to pay yourself a salary as a CEO and really start to begin to bring on a team because crossing the million dollar mark takes a team. Yeah, yeah. Now that, thank you for that, okay? Because I know some of y'all that's listening is probably trying to figure out like, this is good information, but I need both because the reality is, is that you have people who stay in one space for uh, that, like the, the, the beginning stage for a very long time. And we know, building a business takes time right Mm -hmm. but then you have way more people who stay at that middle space for an extended amount of time and then they just expect to stay there and they Mm -hmm. don't expect anything more and they are comfortable and they like if I reach out, they they also with self doubt shows that when you're trying to go from six to seven, it's like, mm-hmm. but I've been doing six for so long, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm good right here. We we got what we need. But what is God? What what if the next thing is where God is calling you to is on the other side of that seven? And right. one of the, one of the thing that you said about uh, getting information. My pastor recently um, did a service, and he was talking about like, who do you need to be in that next season? You need yeah. to start now, right? What what knowledge do you need to get? We a lot of times we the stuff that we knew before got us here. Mm-hmm. So we're here now. That mm-hmm. stuff, the stuff you knew before, not going to get you there. So exactly. what what here do you need to know in order to get there? And I, even for myself, when you talk about mindset, I have been um, reading a lot of well, not reading, but doing uh, audio books. I didn't normally do them before, but. Le- <laughs> Child, I can get through an audio book in like three days. And I'd be like, 
but then yep. again here we talk about like what you're in putting into your mind and what you're listening to versus you know listening to the same song on the radio 18 times yep. in a matter of an hour I'm, I can get information that's going to grow my business and also I'm listening to other like self-help books that are like helping me with like you said with my mindset and what it is that I need to look at so that is great information so whatever um so one uh, one one question that I do have is that there are hundreds of books out here on uh financing what is like your top two that you would recommend people who to to read or listen well, I have to say, say yes to profits now. That's good. <laughs> Definitely got to say that. Um, I, I wrote that book in 2016. I'm, I'm actually coming out with a new book this year. Um, come on now, come on. So yeah, I would definitely say that. Um, I would also have to say it's not quite related to finance. Okay, that's fine. But it, it's almost like the business as a whole mm-hmm. would be traction. Okay. Traction is by far the best business book I have ever read. And the E-Myth Revisited. Those two books I hands down recommend highly. You read them, you study them, read them a couple of times. Um, so say yes to profits. What does that look like as a um, I guess co- coaching or consulting? What would that look like if somebody wanted to work with you? Okay. Well, so Say Yes to Profits is a full service accounting firm, but we're not like your traditional accountants. Um, We combine the bookkeeping, the taxes, the payroll, accounts receivables, all of that. We combine that with financial coaching and consulting. Consulting, excuse me. And that's why our clients grow faster. So statistically, over 90% of our clients grow anywhere between 30% and 350% within 12 months. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. on. I'm going to need you to back that number up again. Did you say between 30 and 350%? Yes. So (laughs) over 90% of our clients grow anywhere between 30 and 350. And I strongly believe, like we, we survey our clients each month, you know, we're always asking them. I strongly believe it's because of the way we work with clients, because we do the bookkeeping, the taxes, mm-hmm. we have that insight, but we combine that with financial planning, coaching, and consulting for their business and a lot of money mindset work that we help them with their client, their companies grow faster. And we even had a client, her video is on my um, website. Her company grew by 854% within just 11 months of working with us. Let's go. Okay. So y'all, whoever is, that's wondering whether or not, is this real? Is this, she just gave y'all the numbers that you can't Listen, you can't, you can't, you can't argue with numbers. That is proof in the pudding, as your grandmother would say. Okay, it is proof in the pudding. Um, and so where would people, how how would people work with you? Where would they be able to um do they have to apply? Is it, you know, what's the process? Well, everyone can go to say yes to profits.com. Um, we also have a free say yes to profits plan that everyone can download on the website. Um, it the, the URL for that is say yes to profits.com forward slash plan. And we're on social media everywhere. 
at Say Yes to Profits, as well as Octavia Connor, CFO, and that's Connor with an E-R, Octavia Connor, CFO. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Octavia, for the information that you gave us, for the, your story that you told us. I appreciate you being here. I'm sure that uh, y'all make sure y'all get connected with her so that y'all can be saying yes to profits and not saying yes to being po. Okay. It's yes. <laughs> All right, so we we don't want we don't want no problems. Thank you so much, Octavia. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. This was fun. You are so welcome. All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slaying Self-Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya.